Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Saturday, February 24th. On today's show, a FAU study reveals that sinking demand for office space could lead to bank failures, and U.S. commercial real estate foreclosures are up 97% from last year. Plus, we'll take a look at the latest commercial real estate transactions from across the Oklahoma City metro area. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a new study by Florida Atlantic University suggesting that the declining demand for office space in the current work-from-home era could lead to bank failures. This is due to the hundreds of billions of dollars in commercial real estate loans that are due, coupled with rising interest rates. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Abby. Can you explain the findings of this study? Certainly, David. The study, conducted by Dr. Rebel Cole, a professor of finance at FAU's College of Business, shows signs of a potentially turbulent future for the U.S. banking system. Office vacancy rates in big cities like San Francisco are currently as high as 30%, compared to just 3% before the COVID-19 pandemic. This indicates a significant drop in the demand for office space. And how does this impact the banking system? Well, Dr. Cole's study found that a significant number of U.S. banks have total commercial real estate exposures greater than 300%. This is measured as the amount of loans for commercial buildings to the amount of the bank's equity capital, which acts as a cushion against losses. When this ratio exceeds 300%, the exposure becomes a concern for regulators. The study also found that rising interest rates are contributing to the problem, with many commercial building owners having to refinance their five-year mortgages at double the percentage they started at. What does this mean for the future of the banking system? According to Dr. Ken Johnson, a real estate expert at FAU's College of Business, there's risk. However, he also points out that Sunbelt states are less prone to bank failures, as demand for office space hasn't slowed down there due to continued migration of workers and businesses. But he warns that if things do go south enough, it could cause a national problem that affects the entire U.S. economy. That's certainly a concerning outlook. We'll be keeping a close eye on these developments. Speaking of developments, let's shift our focus to a new report from real estate data firm Atom. The Southern California-based company found 635 commercial properties with at least one foreclosure filing in January 2024. That's 97% more than the same month last year and 17% more than December 2023. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this report? and what it signifies. Certainly, David. The report from Atom puts an optimistic spin on this increase in commercial foreclosures. It suggests that this 97% year-over-year increase signals a market that is revitalizing and adapting with resilience to new commercial realities following a global event. It's a significant increase since the pandemic outbreak which saw a low of 141 foreclosures in May 2020. How does this compare to the foreclosure rates we saw after the great financial crisis? In January 2014, when the country was coming out of the great financial crisis, there were 740 commercial foreclosures nationwide, according to Atom. 
The number spiked on a monthly basis, with 889 in October 2014. So the current uptick signifies not just a return to pre-pandemic activity levels, but also underscores the ongoing adjustments within the commercial real estate sector. And what about the regional differences? Are there states that are seeing more foreclosures than others? Yes, there are regional differences. California had the highest number of commercial foreclosures for January at 181, which is a 72% increase from December and a 174% increase from last year. New York had 59 commercial foreclosures in January, a 12% decrease from a year ago. However, New Jersey saw a 38% increase from last month and a 157% increase from last year. Texas and Florida also saw increases in commercial foreclosures. What does this mean for the commercial real estate market moving forward? Rob Barber, CEO at Atom, suggests that this uptick underscores the ongoing adjustments within the commercial real estate sector as it navigates through a landscape transformed by evolving business practices and consumer behaviors. It's a sign of the market's resilience and strategic adjustments to new commercial realities. Thanks for the insights, James. Now, let's shift our focus to the Oklahoma City metro area, where commercial real estate transactions, a key indicator of economic activity, have seen some noteworthy developments. Michael, our correspondent for Simply CRE, is here to provide more details. Can you give us an overview of these transactions? Certainly, David. Price Edwards & Co. has reported a series of commercial real estate transactions in the Oklahoma City area. CU Employment Inc. has leased 2,500 square feet of retail space at 11S Western Ave. Grit Resources has leased over 5,000 square feet of office space in Broadway Executive Park. Downtown Chiropractic has renewed its lease for office space in Robinson Renaissance. And what about retail spaces? Any notable transactions there? Yes, Organic Squeeze has leased 1,440 square feet of retail space in Shoppers at Macaulay Plaza. Roxy's Ice Cream has also leased retail space, securing 961 square feet in Swanson's. Edmond Alterations has renewed its lease for retail space in Edmond Plaza. What about other office spaces? Freeman Financial Group LLC has leased 1,400 square feet of office space at 225 Lilac Drive, Edmond. HMS Corp. has renewed its lease for office space in Jamestown Office Park. Lee Thrash has leased office space at 37 Lilac Drive, Edmond. And finally, Harrison Smith has renewed a lease for office space also in Jamestown Office Park. These transactions seem to indicate a healthy level of activity in the commercial real estate market in Oklahoma City. What can we infer from this? These transactions indeed suggest a robust commercial real estate market in the Oklahoma City metro area. The variety of businesses, from retail to financial services, indicates a diverse economy. The renewals of leases also suggest that businesses are confident in their current locations, which is a positive sign for the stability of the market. Thanks for that insightful analysis, Michael. Now, shifting our focus to Marble Falls, the City Council has given the green light to a planned development near the U.S. 281 Texas 71 Junction in South Marble Falls. The H&H Ranch development will feature 188 detached, built-to-rent, apartment-style units, along with nearly 30 acres of commercial development. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Bella, can you tell us more about this development and its current status? Yes, David. 
The H&H Ranch development has been in the works since 2014. The property was transferred to Weir Hills Litted in January 2024, who decided to add an adjacent 24-acre plot to the west side of the site to create more space for construction. However, the plans are still being worked out, partly due to ongoing discussions with the Texas Department of Transportation. What can you tell us about the location of this development? The development is strategically located on the south side of Texas 71, right across from Baylor Scott & White Medical Center. The developer plans to build a road, Buck Run, to connect the development with a previously constructed entrance to Baylor Scott & White, Texas 71, and the neighboring Greg Ranch subdivision. What are the next steps for this development? The developer plans to request voluntary annexation into the city while also merging the two adjoining lots. The city councilors will vote on whether to accept the voluntary annexation during a meeting on March 5th. In addition, the developer has agreed to make pro rata contributions and pay additional wastewater irrigation fees as part of the agreement approved on February 20th. How does this development fit into the larger context of the area? H&H Ranch is the latest in a string of developments along the Texas 71 US 281 corridor. Other area developments approved by the Marble Falls City Council in the past few years include Greg Ranch, Thunder Rock, and Legacy Crossing. It's clear that this area is seeing significant growth and development. What's the public sentiment towards this development? There's a hope that this development will enhance the aesthetic appeal of the area and better represent the hill country. However, as with any development, the final judgment will be reserved until the project is completed and the community can see the final result. Thanks for the insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow. <laughs>